We all have blood in our bodies, though types may differ. This is also a fact that during recent pandemic, the world has faced shortages of blood. The issue was highlighted, which gave birth to an idea that how to solve such a problem. Experiencing a severe blood shortage. The current blood shortage is described as severe, with less than a day supply of blood on the shelves. Thought was provoked that if we didn't have enough blood for blood transfusions for the people in need, what is ahead of us? What to do? During pandemic, blood transfusions and donations were highly affected and need for a backup plan seems like must. Experience less people giving blood and then also as we're coming out of COVID, those elective surgeries are on the rise. So when you put those two together, um, the blood supply that we do have, again, it is really, really low. Scientists are now in a race to overcome shortages of blood through artificial or synthetic blood. This blood will be lab produced. If a person loses one and a half liters of blood, it is evident that fatality is on the brink. In other words, risk of dying becomes highest. There are many types of blood, but while making synthetic blood, focus is to find one blood type which is tolerated by all blood types. It will be a universal synthetic blood type suitable for all. Adding to this, what other attributes synthetic blood will need to create a universal blood type, which ideally serves the needs of all? 8% of our body weight comprises our blood. In an adult, there is 5 to 7 liters of blood. This blood flows through our blood vessels and is driven by our heart at the speed of 4 kilometers per hour. Yes, you heard me right. Every two seconds, someone needs blood. In fact, one in seven people who go to the hospital will need blood. Because this demand is so great, researchers are creating a new type of synthetic blood in the lab. Seeing the figures of blood transfusion, one in every three people require blood transfusion at some point in their lives. Urgent need of blood sometimes leads to desperate myers. Focal point of discussion is how come humans combat blood shortages? Human blood is complex, a mixture of red and white blood cells. Uh, well, magandang question mo, no? Are we meeting our blood demand for the country? The blood demand for a country is 1% of our population. So now we have around almost 112 million uh, population in the country. So that means we need around 1.1 uh, million units of blood bugs every year. Red blood cells carry oxygen. White blood cells fight infections. Plasma in our body have protein and nutrients. Plasma transports blood cells along with platelets, which helps our blood to clot 
in situations of bleeding due to any minor or major injury. Scientists are trying to grow platelets in labs. For that, they are using stem cells. It's proven fact that stem cells have the ability to regenerate or make other cells. This product that we're developing will consist of a nanoparticle that is able to perform the function of a red blood cell so it can deliver oxygen. In 2006, scientists who pioneered IPSC technology, Shinya Yamanaka and Kazutoshi Takahashi in Kyoto, Japan, introduced Yamanaka factors. Encoding transcription factors could convert mature cells into pluripotent stem cells. These stem cells create the base of blood structure. Stem cells are really rare cells uh, in our body, but they're the ones that have the property of building blood every day. One of the things that makes them powerful is also that they can keep doing that for long periods of time. However, the reprogramming of mature cells into pluripotent stem cells was firstly conducted in 1960s. In 1962, John B. Gordon radically changed this view by demonstrating that the nucleus from a differentiated frog intestinal epithelial cell was capable of generating a fully functional tadpole upon transplantation to an enucleated egg. Thought behind these experiments was to make synthetic blood readily available for use in hospitals and in other emergencies. But can blood cells be copied? Using blood cells to create a structure and copying the structure to create another, is it possible? So uh, it means that we are locked, you know, in terms of uh, blood supply, around 300,000. So, kulang. Now, this is why blood donation is very important because we need to fill that gap. It means that if we are not able to um, fulfill the blood requirements, there are patients who are not able to get blood. Scientists are quite sure that it is using the stem cells and then converting these stem cells into platelets. Megakaryocytes, which is a big cell and which creates platelets, are used. Scientists most often take stem cells and then use their DNA to create megakaryocytes. Megakaryocyte is mixed with fluid. This is how they multiply, after which they create platelets using bioreactors. Overall, Bionet's laboratory and pilot bioreactors are very ergonomic and the Rosita and Marta software are really very intuitive and resourceful. They are built with a visible interface and easy to operate systems. Bioreactor is a vessel in which a biological reaction or change takes place. The biological systems involve enzymes, microorganisms, animal cells, plant cells, and tissues. Bioreactors are also used to keep megakaryocytes. Scientists keep megakaryocytes moving. This is how they multiply in billions of 
platelets. And this indicates blood is ready in lab for transfusion. Till date, only one person in Japan had this artificial blood transfusion. So the holy grail for transfusion is a dried artificial whole blood. Synthetic blood transfusion is an expensive process. The procedure to make synthetic blood requires loads amount of money for just one bag of artificial blood. But scientists are looking forward to create platelet factories so artificial blood could be made available in bulk to not only riches and wealthy but to people of all segments and status. The mass production of lab-grown blood or synthetic blood is thought to be solution of many problems. Yeah, blood grown in a laboratory has been given to people in a world-first clinical trial. British research teams from Bristol, Cambridge, London and NHS Blood and Transplant are testing tiny quantities equivalent to a couple of spoonfuls to see how it reacts inside the body. Such as helping critical patients and therapies, making normal the bloodstream whenever the blood supply is low and be there as a backup plan in any kind of catastrophe or a major emergency, pandemic or any other major need. Urge to make synthetic blood is not new, but in human history, since centuries people tried to make blood or blood substitute. Exploring history tells us the sun even went far enough to drink blood of animals and even other humans. What? While others tried to make substitute of blood using milk, beer, salt and other ingredients available to them in their times. In recent times, lab-grown blood transfusion in very small quantities, few spoonfuls have been given to people to experiment and see how human body reacts to synthetic blood and how bodily functions work properly after the transfusion. Because it's the first time we've been able to grow enough red cells from stem cells in the laboratory to transfuse into healthy volunteers. And we really think that this is going to be a possible way of uh, making red cells in the future for patients who we currently find it really difficult to provide matched blood for. Researchers use stem cells to conduct these procedures. However, rare blood groups are a bigger challenge to meet, as they are hard to get hold of.